Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre, also known as The Riddler, uh, for everyone that's watching <laughs> on video right now. Uh, if you like the content that you're about to hear, you can sign up and become a patron at thechallengechronicles.com. Typically, we do about one extra episode per week, so hopefully we'll be able to provide you a lot of value uh, for those four extra dollars. Trace, what do they get for becoming a patron? Well, you get access to our Discord server, which is pretty much on fire. There's a lot of participation, a lot of fun stuff going on. We have our own Challenge Fantasy League just for patrons that has kicked off for this season. You also get access to the entire archive. So if you were listening to us uh, back in the day where we were chronicling every season um, of the Challenge, we're still doing that, but we're releasing them on the public feed a little slower. So if you are a patron and you want to hear the entire chronicle of the Duel 2 or the very first two episodes of the Ruins. Those are available right now, as well as all of the previous seasons going back to Battle of the Seasons. So again, we'd love if you became a patron. It's only $4 a month. It really helps us improve the quality of the show. Since we've started the Patreon, we've really been able to up the video quality and be able to up the audio quality, and we hope to be able to just continue to improve. Um, today we are here to cover and recap episode one of Spies, Eyes, and Allies. But before we do that, we would like to give a shout out to two of our patrons. Uh, first one, King Louie. Second one, Neka Aguatu. Thank you for being patrons. Hopefully some, some of the rest of you that are listening right now will continue or decide to support us uh, as we go through this. But first episode of Spies, Eyes, and Allies, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, big success from my view. Is, is, if we're just grading this by win and a loss, this was definitely a win. Was definitely entertained. Uh, I think that we're all going to be pretty much on the same page with this, as far as issues that we have with the format and kind of the structure of what we have to this point so far. So, what were your initial thoughts with what we saw in the first ninety minutes of Spies, Lies, and Allies, episode one? Uh, do you want to go more like the format and long term stuff, or more of just what happened want. in the episode? Rob's choice right now. The Riddler uh, if chooses. We, if we want to start off at the top, um, I thought there was. A, I thought the opening mission was actually really cool. I thought there was a lot of cool stuff from there. CT hiding for one thing. He's the one dude who's scared of the first mission. Like, I mean, the guy who's been here since Inferno One. Like, what do you think that was about? I think it had uh, everything think- to do with. Uh, he had no idea who these women were that were running, and so I think he was just trying to stay out of like. Was he trying to get the Big T again? Run it back with her? <laughs> no, I doubt that. Uh, Maybe he was watching. Who knows? I don't know if he would have been that upset with Big T. To be honest, I wonder if he would have rather had Big T or the person that he ended up burning. Yeah. I, from scouting reports, I thought Berna looked pretty good. I think she'll be she's an acrobat coming from a survivor Turkey. We've seen that translates pretty well, so I, I think that's a, a pretty good team he's got. That's a strong team. team. Yeah. Yes. CT had the really good quote at one point where he, he found out that Berna uh, was in the circus at one point, and he said that she's going to fit right in with everyone else in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great quote. Um, so you've got Berna, you've got, I think Big T and Tommy, I think that's about the best Tommy could do. I just think being with the veteran was probably so important for him. Um, Michelle let's and Nam. The, we, we, don't, we don't have to go through the pairs. Let's skip to the meat and potatoes. Let, let's just go for I, it, Rob. Let's just go <laughs> with what happened. Like, people are like, why aren't they talking about the, the, the big news of the episode? Oh, what's the big news? 
What did you in? consider the, the big news? Oh, who went into the Who the went in the conflict between Michelle and Michaela? That Gosh. was pretty much the, the overarching, overarching I mean, we could, we, we could, You could definitely see that one coming from a while away, just based on how the format was laid out. Those survivor people were yeah. just going to be sitting ducks. I don't <laughs> even think that's what it was. I think what it comes down to is the amount of teams where there were two rookies on each team. That was yeah. solely mm-hmm. what took place here. And then the twist that TJ threw in when they got to elimination, where he told them that they wouldn't have to put a team in, they would be able to choose one man and one woman from any team, completely destroyed and obliterated any chance of a rookie alliance, which was already on life support. Well, I think what it should do is really kick it into gear because they still have the numbers by a very thin margin at this point. So they should really like see what's coming to them, but that's just not going to happen. They can't even see straight, Rob. Like, they have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> Gabo's picking Nani because he thinks she's hot. Half these he calls himself. Various- he tells himself he has popcorn muscles in the confessional. He's calling himself out. There's okay, some- I, yeah. this is, I, have two, I have a note on Gabo, and it's just four words. Gabo is fucking clueless. He has <laughs> no idea what show he stumbled onto. Like... He literally, like, this is no joke. He has no clue what this show is. He has no clue what he's there for. He has no strategy. He's just there. And it just was like, I I can't decide whether I'm really excited about that or just fucking mystified that they cast him and he literally knows I mean, nothing. We see that. We've seen that happen a couple times where at the international. It seems like most of the people actually did their homework a little bit, to be honest. A lot of people did. Like, I thought so. Like, like Logan clearly had at least seen last season, based on how he was talking about it. And you see, by the way, well, because he was talking about how she really likes to be with a partner who talk like coaches her, but coaches her positively. That could probably um, just be from things that he's heard in the house. I don't know if there's that could have just been him and Anissa having a conversation in the confessional after the fact. So it, I don't know. It, it's possible, saw, but I don't know. We saw Kyle telling other people in the house about Anissa earlier on in the episode. That's fair. I, to me, it came off like he had seen the, the last season. Um, at, I, yeah. You don't think that they send them out the last season and then have them watch it? Dude, I wouldn't be so, like I bet most of these people like haven't seen the show before, really. Like maybe like a mm-hmm. few minutes here and there. Rob, you have to like put yourself in the position of these people. These people don't give a fuck. They're there to get paid. They want the paycheck. Like the chance. I mean, that they, if, they, if, they, I, if I'm in that position, I'm watching it. I know you're not them though. Like you just said, put me as them. I'm that's me. That's what you're I'm them doing. though. But you have to you. then take on their intellect, Rob. You you you're well, like you drops when you assume they have their other role. things going on. Oh, I mean. Make time. They got boobies. grills Making to sell on Instagram, okay? Onisa, by the way, is the first I know what we we rag on Onisa sometimes, but first mission Maven, she's won three of the last four first missions she's been on. Well, and to go into some other mission streaks, Nelson is now Owen thirty six in his last thirty six missions. <laughs> yeah, and he'll get there. You know what? This was I, I had a go ahead, finish your thought. He, I had a thought. He should though. have been able to do better at this one. This is something that he should have known. He should have known that the letters and numbers painted on I mean, the wall actually known. meant something. Yeah, they should have. Like, this is pretty obvious. They didn't How is Anissa, like, I, I assume more people, obviously more people picked on it than just Anissa. But the fact that so many of them didn't was very surprising. Like, even the Here's Survivor the truth. Know. Yeah, here's the truth. And I really think this is what happens now. Because of the twists they keep doing with the winner's power and things that happen in elimination, things like that. 
I think some of these crafty veterans don't want to win the first one because they don't want to get put in the hot seat and make an enemy when they get to the elimination and they have to pick a team or something wacky happens. I think they want to know, okay, if I'm going to win the challenge, I need to know exactly what that means. So let's let Anissa win the first challenge because she's going to go. I think that's, I I don't know if I buy that. I don't think anyone's pulling up. Like, I don't think anyone's taking a dive in this first mission. It didn't seem no. like any, anyone was Because you don't know, what's, we don't know what the format is. Like, any, like Ashley and Huey could have been sent, sent home right now. They'll, don't come in last. Just don't come did in you, last. So, hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Still. So did you think that they were going to be sent home? No. I didn't know. They've done it before. Like yeah, but they, if they, they get perched out like that, they either A, announce it, or B, there's a redemption house. Yeah, they, they, just, they announce it, yeah. They've never yeah. done the that The only time they perched somebody it. out without announcing it was Nelson on Vendettas when yeah. the show was just run dumbly. Um, <laughs> it was run by a kindergarten teacher or something. Yeah. I don't so, know what the heck. I think the, I think the rookies are completely toast. I think they're going to get absolutely <laughs> steamrolled. Yeah, because my thing, my whole thing with the rookies, veterans. I certainly thought the veterans would try with this, how the numbers shook out, to have a veterans group that just purged out the rookies. I just no, you did not. You were against that, Rob. No, That's my thing was always the format. No, I, you can go back and listen, Devin. My thing you, was the format was Devin. Listen to me. I my thing was the format was going to restrict it because they were all on different teams. You can't if you have to vote a team in, then that's hard. If you don't have to vote a team in now, all right, it's very easy to pick them off. But you did not say that. Yes, I did. No, you did not. Well, go, go no, back we did and not listen go to the tapes, into that everyone. detail, Rob. You Maybe that's what we intended to say. I said that with the way the that is not out, what we heard. Had... Well, yeah, because you people hear the, the things that make you look better. The patrons yeah, will speak. Yeah, they'll they speak will, for me. They they will have the right. ultimate say. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that, that was always my take. Is that I just with this format now, it's going to be very easy for the veterans to pick apart these rookies, assuming they win most of the Yeah, somebody said. Somebody said that this was going to be a rookie bloodbath and this format just makes it. If a veteran wins the mission, two rookies are going in, period. Do you think there's going to be a lot of split votes once like some of the rookies get lost? Yeah. Oh, yeah, total. I think there's going to be a lot of split votes. Yeah, and uh, so I wonder wonder how they're going to deal with that. I think... um, they're really setting up the narrative that it's for this rookie alliance too, right? Because we, we saw that in the preview episode about how they talked about how there needs, needs to be a veteran that wins. Um, we got more of that this episode. It really seems like that alliance is probably going to carry a decent amount of the way and there's going to be a veteran that wins. Yeah, I, I think this is just veterans kind of all the way. There are, of course, going to be a few rookies who keep along. That's why I didn't really agree with what Emmy did where she kind of put Michaela on blast because, like, look, maybe this – it, it seems like she pretty much should have gotten thrown in this episode if they were having pairs getting put in. Yeah. Um, and she her poor partner, Corey, just got thrown under the bus for no real reason. I, I, were you surprised they didn't put in Tommy? Yes, I was shocked. We were, I was legitimately shocked it wasn't Tommy. When we were... So my only thought about why they potentially threw Corey in, and I'm just thinking through this now and out loud... Is it, is it possible that they saw what the elimination was and just kind of... No, that's not necessarily true. Oh, and they like, probably, like... I don't know if they were really minded if Michaela came back. They just wanted rookies to go home. They didn't care. So, yeah, I mean, they, exactly. they just went wanted someone that could, like... Yeah, I don't know. So, I guess at the point, it doesn't really matter. So, as long as they put a rookie in, they don't care. They really don't. I mean, if you put Tommy and Michelle in, then 
you got you can launch two. Because I think, do you think Tommy and Michelle win or lose? Corey did a uh, lot of work in that elimination. It seems I think like he was Tommy wins. Like I think Tommy would have probably won that. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, it seemed like Corey won that pretty much by himself, right? Yeah. It seems mm-hmm. like he may have had a pretty good chance for not by himself, but like he was seventy-five to eighty percent of that team. Um, yeah, Michaela definitely performed really well. I think one of the things that I'm disappointed about coming out of this episode is that she didn't get more of a chance because it seems like she. Yeah, could have been I good felt on really show. bad for her to be honest. I mean, it's one of those things where it's definitely the right move for the majority of the house to just find the scapegoat and get them put in and stuff. But like, there's just nothing you can do after a certain point with her. Yeah, because really, the list—I don't even know how much of it it was. Right? I think this is before that they knew that one man and one woman from any team that could go in. So at that point, I still feel like the focus was, all right, let's get two all-rookies teams in elimination. And I think that was the main goal. And so that, I think, yeah. was the, mm-hmm. the larger reason of why they got chosen. I, I think the survivor didn't help. But yeah, I definitely Correct. think that was a bigger reason. It's that she's survivor, and she's also the only survivor that was all-rookie at the time, because Michelle was with Nam and Tom. And that's something that they can like plant their flag on, too, right? Is like When you're trying to get put someone, put someone yeah. into elimination... You just want a story that people can tell themselves for why they're voting for that person. And that's an yeah. easy one for them to tell themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I, I just think like, I, I mean, I get the only thing I would have done if I was her, I would have like tried to make some sort of rallying cry and the, what, whatever, what are they calling it this season? Where they all sit on the one versus 100 iPads. It's called deliberation. Deliberation. Uh, When they're in the deliberation, I, I, this is just me with thinking about it more so. So I'm not blaming her for this, but I would have like said, yeah, I'm writing this out, like, because I, because rookies, clearly we know the veterans are working together to try to get rid of all of us. Right now, we have the numbers by a very thin margin. If we can all put our heads together right now and pick two, a double veteran team to vote in, then we can get double veterans team in and we can keep ourselves moving along. But yeah, and that's, that's a very hard thing to do. I don't think she would have gotten it. Because how many double veteran teams are there? Um, it's There's Amanda, just Kyle and, and Amanda. Kyle. And is that it? That might be it. And no, because she's with Tommy. It's no, just she's Amanda with Tommy. And Kyle. Yeah, yeah. So it's just Amanda and Kyle. So yeah, so I mean, I'm sure Amanda and Kyle. Then we're very much happy with how how things went down. <laughs> I think that's going to be a really good team. I do yeah, too. I I would probably prefer to be on a split team to be honest right now. Why? Because then if um like a rookie's team happens to win, you're not in jeopardy either. Assuming because you're they get a veterans team. Yeah, assuming they kind of get their act together. Which, yeah, my my perspective is yeah. I don't so think it's going to matter. That's my thing about yeah. It's like they're not going to be able to get their act together. Like we've talked about like the Nick, most. Michelle and Tommy are smart. They should somewhat know what's like coming. I don't think that that's how many of these other doofuses know how that works. Yeah. Like Rob, you have to think about the most successful veteran alliances in the history of the show and compare them to these people, right? What's the most successful (laughs) successful rookie alliances? Most successful rookie alliance ever. What's the most successful rookie alliance? Uh, Frank's crew in battle of the seasons. And then what's the one beneath that? Like a thousand mile Uh, crap. No, like, I mean, I have to think about it a little bit more. Like, See, I guess, like, I mean. the that's, women on Battle of the Sexes the too. The women, of, okay, rookies have bad by Battle of the Sexes too. Like, what, what does that even mean? <laughs> um, I'm just saying, like, you've got like Wes's crew on Battle of the Exes too. That's not bad. That's, I'm talking about all rookies. That's a mix of vets and rookies. I know it's not. No, not it's not good. 
You just named West not good. Like the, the leader of the alliance. <laughs> yeah, if, if West was around, I mean, if West was around, I wonder what what he would do. Would he run with the rookies, the vets? That would be an interesting one. I, I, I mean, like, they just need to wake up, smell the fucking roses, because in the same way that this lines up well for the veterans to pick the rookies off, the same is true for the rookies. All they well, they have the numbers do, right now. They have yeah, so right now. So right now, because Nam's out, or poor Nam apparently oh, just no. can't hang around on a season. Um, so he's out, and then Ed comes in. That's another rookie that's added into the numbers. They only gained the numbers, right? Well, they they lost two. They lost two, and they gained they lost two one. So they're down. No, they're they down gained one. none. They're down one from before, but so. They're... Well, he they're like they lost two and gained one, so they're in totality they're down one. Because a, a veteran went home too. Trace. Yeah, because Ed came in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah, I, and like geez. I mean, they come. They're coming from like Survivor and Big Brother type shows, so like they they, they have some political background. These, but it's just it's just hard, man. These foreign seasons of Survivor is it like American Survivor, where it's very uh, political and strategy focused? It's still certainly very, it's still certainly political heavy. It's not to quite the same degree. Like there's more physical aspects to it, but there's there still a big political yeah, part to it. The too. challenges are the 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 challenges they do are more physical. In a lot of cases, like Romania's is very physical. Australia's is more physical. Um, so yeah. All right. Now that we now that we right, covered so- that a little bit, let's <laughs> let, let's get into the pairings, right? Let, let's go over what we think of the decisions on who chose who for the teams. Uh, uh, I think the first one to the checkpoint for the men it was Kells. Kells and Emmanuel were the first two. Emmanuel yeah. chose Casey and Kells chose Tori. Yeah, Team Tash chose uh, Casey and Emmanuel. Yeah, Team Tash with Emmanuel and Casey. I mean, Tori's been kind of an earned performer lately. I, I still think she could be very good. Um, unfortunately for Kells, they, they, they did not hang around for the entirety of the episode. <laughs> of but, all the people um, that got yeah, screwed could, the most in that episode. Too. Yeah, of all the people that got screwed in that episode the most, Kells probably did. Like, he wins the race of the rookies to pick a good partner. He gets a good partner. They perform pretty well. He does nothing wrong. He keeps his mouth shut, and now he has a, like, he has a way worse partner now. (laughs) He he has Emmy, who was probably would have gone in if the voting had gone how people thought it was going to go. I actually actually don't think he's going to be in that bad of a situation. No, he's with Emmy. No, he's with Emmy. Tracy's with Ed. Because okay. You have to remember that uh, Corey L picked Tori, who was his partner. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, he's left Got with it. Emmy. So I actually don't Got think it. he's in as bad of a spot as I initially thought. When you keep in mind that they don't have to put a whole team in, right? So even though he's with another rookie, it really doesn't matter as much. Well, but the winner, Go ahead. the house does. Yeah, I guess you're right. That does screw him. He's still screwed. Yeah, he's still screwed. It doesn't matter. No, he's screwed. Yeah. And then they seem like they if could actually, the- in terms of just physical compact competition, they could actually be a decent team. I mean, he's six foot six football player. She didn't look bad. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know if she showed me anything that would make me think that she's promising physically. I mean, for me, it was more of a scouting thing where I didn't think she looked bad. Okay. Fair enough. Hey, um, if you're the Veterans Alliance right now, is your best move trying to give Amanda and Kyle every advantage possible so that you know for sure you have two vets in the winner's circle picking two rookies? Like, what if 
the veteran and their rookie partner disagree? You know, what happens? Like, is it in the vet's best interest to try to do their best to help Amanda and Kyle win? I mean, I think, I think, I think what's going to happen though, is that the veteran with the rookie in that situation, if that occurs, I don't know how many of these rookies have strong enough personalities to be able to like take their partner to the brink. And like, I don't know if it's strong enough personality as much as like mental fortitude of knowing what's going on. Like I think I would, I would say Gabo has a strong personality. I can imagine Nani will have the voice in that when if that pair is winning a mission. <laughs> Gabo, when it's timed, if well, first of all, they're never winning a, a mission. Like I'm sorry. I like, mean, if it's a political one, I think. I think Gabo's going with the alphabet strategy for who to put in the <laughs> The Sean alphabet strategy. <laughs> hey, uh, I voted for Anissa first. Oh, wait, she's in the, the thing. Okay. Like, oh my gosh. B? Like, I cannot tell you how hysterical he was to me. Because even on the preview episode, he just had no idea what he signed up for. Or he's a good actor. It's one of the two. I lean towards he really has no idea what the heck's going on. I mean, he say like it's one because if he knew what's going on, you feel like in confessionals at least we would see some like uh, intuition. Then I mean, but, I mean, confessionals. He's admitting he has popcorn muscles. Yeah. Saying, this- oh, is this the cast of the Jersey Shore? Which he probably only knows because the show he's on his Warsaw Shore. So you know, same name. <laughs> the the self awareness to admit that you have popcorn uh, muscles. I applaud. <laughs> I mean, really, he should be admitting it on um, with in front of the cast to see if they can, well, like take him along. Then might give Tory flashbacks. I don't know. You might want to avoid that. <laughs> but okay, so yeah. one thing that stood out, and I have to bring this out now: Coriel's outfits are just—I don't even know what to say when he showed up near the end strong. of the episode. There's no one that has dressed like this man on the show before. Dude, and I don't it know, is, man. What about I, I can throw you some, ever? I'll, I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw. I'll, look, I don't, I can't have it right now. I will throw you some outfits, and we we could have a whole episode on this. I mean, we're Jordan, about, on, like, in, we're talking about in totality, right? Yeah, I I in totality. He's, he's just getting warmed up, right? <laughs> I think this will be consistent throughout the course of the season, and we're even talking I, about from the preview episode that aired on Monday night, where mm-hmm. I told you guys that what he was wearing was outrageous. Tell me, I was wrong. The, you weren't wrong. The red suit followed by that weird T-shirt that looked like the he had like the deepest V I've ever seen, and it had like a curve on the V too. Like it was like two boobs and then like a V in the middle. It was so bizarre. And then tonight he's wearing leather overalls with a see-through mesh shirt. Like Ammo wore outrageous outfits, but that was like. I think Hard. Jordan still has the crown for his total madness outfits. The thing is, though, that Jordan is toned down at times, too. He doesn't do that every mm-hmm. time. I guess that's fair, because Corey, Corey's pitching heat every single time he's coming. Yes. Uh, somebody comes every up to the plate, whereas, whereas Jordan, Jordan would take a few batters off. Uh, he knows what he's yeah. doing. No, oh, yes. yeah. I, I'm here for it. Like, I, I am always about the boldest outfits. For me, confessional yeah. outfits should be the boldest outfits you can throw out there. I don't want any In of the- these West like sweater vests. Yeah, and that's the thing is it's brilliant on Corey's part because he is dressing the way he is. He's going to get confessional time because he stands out. He really stands out. He's well-spoken. He's well-engaged. He actually seems to kind of know what's going on with the game. Like you can tell he watched some of the seasons before he showed up. So 
solid he, physically to this point. To yeah, this he, point, he, I think he's got to be. The, he's probably the first episode like MVP in terms of actual performance on the episode, right? Mm, he, I thought I he did know. a pretty good job on that elimination. I'd have to think about it. I think he was really good, and I think he has. I, I think he was really good. I think he's got a lot of potential as far as who the MVP of the episode was. Let's let's think about it. Let's marinate it on a little bit as we continue to talk through this. Okay. Yeah, I got to um, marinate. That's I, a I, tough. I, would, I think we can say it's not Huey, right, for the MVP for this one. <laughs> yes, we can oh, definitely we, say we it's not. We have to talk Huey. about this. Could we okay. come? Have we, could we have come up with a better pairing? Than those two, no. Like, those two. Are I, mean, I called a... it in the, in the previews that he was going to be like a smaller British Josh. I guess he's from Ireland, so it's not really British. It's a British show. <laughs> um, but I mean, did you guys see what he did wrong with the safe? Because I actually think they got it right kind of early. But did you see what he did wrong? No. no. What did he do wrong? So he was trying. They're on the knock. He kept trying to turn it, and he's like, "It won't turn. It won't turn." And then eventually, you see him. He just pulls it. You don't turn it. You just like pull the knob like back. And he pulls it and it like opens right up, and he like just pushes the safe over, and it's just just not having it. But um, yeah, that, that that that's if they if they can hang, that's going to be an explosive pairing. Oh, I don't know. I dude. feel I like this is, this is hanging on by a thread. This this is uh this has potential to be a potential someone goes home for slapping the other. Like you get the two of them drunk far enough in the season and they still hate each other, there will be physical violence because it seems like one of the, it's definitely going to be one of those like pairs where they love each other one second and then are just at totally. each other's face the next second. Right. They mm. definitely, because that was even what we saw right when they were back at the house, right. They yeah. were all together. Ashley was telling him what to do in deliberation. And then she was like, pretty much like said something like, I'm going to kill you if you do this or something like that. <laughs> I think she, she's, I just think she's going to kick him under the bus the first chance she gets. Like once Amanda just like wins the mission, I mean, probably, but like once Amanda, apparently he boxes, so, but I think it's with boxing. That's weight class mandated. And unfortunately the challenge is not. Um, will, he have, like, will he be the points per episode King of fantasy this year? <laughs> I mean, Michaela. Michaela put in a very good. Michaela and Michelle both put in very good performances uh, and, and desperate efforts this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, but yeah, um, he he'll, he and Ashley are definitely going to both be putting up the numbers. Because, but yeah. you know, like if Amanda wins a mission or Nelson or just somebody Ashley's friends with wins a mission, they're she's like, hey, you know, who might not be a bad guy to pick? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Seems so like... something. Go ahead, Devin. Right. I'm off topic from where you're going. I'm a little off topic too, but related to what Rob just said in a slight way, Amanda seems like she's in a golden position right now. I think the that Amanda, Nelson, Ashley, like that whole group. I know Ashley's got especially to because it seems like she's going to kind of be the bridge with the Big Brother Alliance too. She's going to yeah. try and bring them together slightly. It seems like they they might be able to just coast to the end. It, yep. That that like love triangle dynamic where we've got Nelson hooking up with Ashley now, and then Amanda's friends with both, but then Amanda's hooking up with Fessy, who's bitter enemies with Nelson, and then Nelson's best friends with Hunter, who got screwed over by Ashley. Like, I mean, if we could just bring Hunter into the mix, we're we're looking at quite a situation here. <laughs> they should have cast oh Hunter. Gosh. To be honest, I mean, yeah, that, I how, think how, Hunter, how are you not bringing in Hunter instead of Ed? Does, like, does, Ed brought yeah. a lot of energy, so that, I like that, but. Did Hunter just not want to do it? No, he wanted to do it. He did. Okay. I, I can. Yeah, I That's can guarantee dumb. he wanted to do it. That's dumb. I, I he he should be on, especially when now that you know you're you we're gonna have a problem. I would like we know Amber B is peers in the trailer, so she's coming in at some point. Like I, I think there might be an opportunity for them to use a couple alternates here. So in fact, he's not getting called off off the bench in a. 
So outside of the, let's get into the format. All right. So outside of the being able to switch partners, if you win elimination, what do we think about the format in that the winner of the mission gets to choose one pair to go in, or gets to choose two people to go in elimination, not necessarily on the same team. And then the rest of the house has to vote one single pair to go into elimination as well. Do we, are we in favor of that? Are we against that? Do we think it's boring? I think it's okay. I prefer actually more, a little bit more spread out in terms of who gets power in a mission, just because then more people will compete. Like, I feel like what you run to the risk here of is that, like, I know on um, last season, there was a couple of missions where only a few pairs tried just because there was only a few pairs who, were good, who could win, and then nobody else really had incentive beyond that. So that, that I could see being somewhat of an issue. But beyond that, I don't think there's a lot of problems. I do really like actually double the double eliminations. I think that will help the pacing of the season a lot. That was what I was going to bring out was that. Like, just the fact that we're getting rid of two people – Yep. that's going to help this season feel like there's momentum behind but it and it's good. They're going to have to hit the brakes eventually, right? Otherwise we're going to run out of people too fast. I don't know. Because we were getting rid of one person per episode last season, right? How do we know though, that they're not going to break up the pairs and it goes individual at some point, right? That makes it I seem mean, more it- likely at this point, because Rob, think about it. We got rid of one person per episode last last year. And that lasted us three nineteen episodes. There's no way that they can get rid of two people for episode this season. How does the matter? We had like a lot of weird things where a lot of people DQ'd. And then there was also like those weird episodes where like Devin and Darrell and Josh and CT all go into elimination during one episode. Like they have a few different triggers they can pull to make so funky around with the timing of it. Rob, how many pairs are are there this season? There are there are 17 16 pairs. right now with the Michelle with Michaela and Reedan on their way out. They could pro- uh, they could they can't do it right because you have to have people that are going to be in the final. How many people do we think are, will be in the final? Like well, six, so if we eight? assume it's four pairs and the final runs and the final runs two episodes, then you've got fourteen episodes out of that, right? Fourteen no, more. You'd have no, it's nineteen episodes. episodes, Rob. I thought it was. Well, I'm saying fourteen more, like if they run the numbers normally, like if two people go per episode. Okay, hold on. Two, All right, so if, if two we people have go per episode, we have thirty-four people. We have 34 people, so that's 17 There's going to be more teams. than four people for the final. No, no four, four pairs. teams. Yeah, so eight people left. So eight people. So you're so, going to you're gonna be down to That's 10 episodes 26. that they can go with this. 13. There, how many pairs are there? You said 17 or 14? There's 17 so, pairs. 17 so, pairs down to 16 now. So that's 13 episodes that they could go, right? Well, if we have the finals two, then it's 14. I know, they, so that they would be 15 episodes in total. And they order 19, you said, Trace? Yeah, there's yes. 19. Okay, so they'll definitely extend it to some degree. I don't know what that means. Is it individual? Maybe maybe we have a se- an episode that winds up like the Zach Jenna thing, but maybe it's like actually interesting. <laughs> split over two. You, and maybe they just have maybe they have a couple that are individual eliminations, but like they could like, you know, have a couple individual eliminations, but not all individual I don't know. They have they have plenty of different ways they can get it to the number of episodes they want. Like they'll, I mean, they'll give, figure out a way to do that. I'll give them credit. There was only one point in this episode when I thought to myself, they're stretching this too long. And I think it was about really? at the, yeah, it was like about at like the halfway mark. I'm like, man, I was like looking at the non-existent watch on my wrist being like, let's speed this up. I, I was pretty into all of it. I didn't think they stretched anything. I don't, it, I, it, a little bit after that, it started to pick up again, but there was, okay. I feel like definitely a lull in the middle of the episode. There was well, a so- five minute lull and I will allow a five minute lull in a 90 minute show. So, uh, well, Trace and I were talking about beforehand. Do we want to talk about the, the shutdown stuff? Yeah, too? so let's dive into this. So I noticed that 
they're not going to address that they had a COVID shutdown because Nam went home because of the COVID shutdown. I don't know if he tested positive or because of the scheduling of the show getting pushed back. He went home because of the shutdown. So there were several different outfits by different people in the confessionals. Like Rob counted like Nelson had like four or five different outfits in the confessionals. And so they either pulled from a lot of different places, but it feels like there was a lot of skipping around. If you know what I mean? Like it, it felt like it was a little choppy in the middle and that might be why there was a law is they had to have a weird transition to get them. Cause it feels like the shutdown either happened after the mission before they voted or after they voted before the elimination, because it just, there was something different in that time frame. Well, you also think about it. So we have Michelle and Logan's birthday apparently happened in this episode, which is one night. You have the other night where Emmy finds Michaela and Renan and the survivor people with the list. Um, you have all three, you have three different hookups happen. Like you have so many different things happen or that would seem to all each occur possibly on separate nights that I think it would make a lot of sense that we have the mission, then we have the shutdown and then whatever happens. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it seems like there could have been as many as five distinct nights going on in this one. Yeah, really. It does. Who knows how many, there's no way to tell. And I, I also noticed they didn't picture Lauren, Josh's partner at all. Yeah, I feel like there were some people that got I mean, no screen time or pretty. Yeah, much like Lauren Coogan got zero visibility. Like, period. It seemed like who was Corey L's partner too? Oh, that was Emmy. Or no, who am I thinking of? Who was Corey Warrington's uh, partner? Uh, the one that was left without a partner at the end. Um, who was Nam's Jeremy. partner? Nam was with Michelle. Jeremiah was with Tasha, but I thought Tasha got it. Jeremiah didn't get much. Who's the other woman that was left without a partner at a certain point from Germany, I think? Uh, This is how memorable it was in the episode. This was her only line, I think. (laughs) Well, Tracy didn't. Tracy was Corey's partner. She, uh, or was she Corey's partner? Was she somebody else's partner? I don't know. I'm still trying to learn these people. So I, I was. Tracy and Bettina, I keep getting confused, I think. Do they have the list of this up yet? Yeah, we really should have gotten this before yeah, the episode. Yeah, it's on... Uh, Did somebody put it on Reddit? Up. It's got to be on Reddit by now. Yeah, how does nobody have this up yet? Come on. And who is... Somebody has it up. I guarantee it. Well, Bettina was Corey's partner. Corey Wharton's partner. Um, and then who is Tracy's partner? Here, I'm pulling up Reddit right now to see if I can... Was it Devin? It Devin was Tracy's partner. That's right. Oh, yeah. She's that's with Ed at the end of the episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought so they spread it out kind of evenly beyond that. Jeremiah didn't get a lot of screen time, but like, look, they're not going to give everybody a ton of stuff. There were definitely some people that just even after watching this one episode, referencing back to our fantasy draft, which everyone can go listen to, uh, still relevant, I would say at this point. Um, Devin and I both lost one this episode. Actually, I guess Devin, you lost two because you're Nam too, right? Yeah. yeah. Oof. Um, does that count as an injury exit? Past you, right? I I don't know. I'm gonna. Ha- I, I don't know what happened. I'm gonna have to. People are gonna be very I mean, upset at me with your way go on this. Well, because I mean, it could just be. He, it could just be he left. It's possible, but so it's I, technically I, he technically went home because of an injury, right? Because what would be the injury? That there was a COVID issue and they had to slow down, right? Oh, 
Well, but like, I mean, that's, I, I don't know. I'll have to send some messages to some people and figure this out. But it, it, uh, people will not be happy with me. I'll have, be having to go with a lot of angry emails, unfortunately. What was I going to talk about there? What were we talking about? We were talking about... Well, you said some people who hadn't been shown at all. Oh, that's what I was about to say. Is that even after this first episode, there were some people that appeared that even through the minimal, like the small amount amount of time that we saw them made me think, well, that person should have gone a lot higher or that, wow, I wish I would have gotten that person when they, oh, like who? they were essentially freely available. Emmanuel being one. Uh, yeah, he, he went pretty late. I, I priced him way too low in the fantasy game. too. He's most like he'll be very good. It's just hard to find the cheap guys to go to. On our on our weekly fantasy league, I did pick Huey, though. I, I, had, a, I, had, a, I had a good squad for this week. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, I, he he's he's just gonna be a, a ball of action for as long as he can hang around. You know I what's mean, interesting? Hopefully, he hangs on. He seems like I, he, he's gonna be good. Yeah, I, I did think Michaela to Michaela and really took the loss as, as well as you could expect, though. Like I did really like Michaela bringing out the list of lessons she had in the confessional afterwards. So I thought that was pretty funny. This is the thing. This is the exact same reason why she was sent home from Millennials versus Gen X too. She was sent home from Millennials uh, versus Gen X. Because everyone perceived her to be overly strategic. There was a moment in the show, in the episode that she got sent home, where she pulled some people aside and she was putting seashells on the yeah, yeah, and pointing out the numbers and the strategy that should, they should take. Pretty much the exact same thing that happened this episode. That is crazy that you mentioned that now. Yeah, visual learners apparently not very popular on reality <laughs> competition shows. It's just completely different when you like put it on paper, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. one thing for you to be I able guess, to but like, you see Laurel's always walking around with her lists. I know, but... But people are I afraid mean, of Laurel. Come on. I mean, she like, does also typically get put in after she does that, to be fair. She's the, like... She's Laurel. Yeah, well, Michaela... Michaela, uh, so Michaela isn't little quite little. Laurel, let's be real. Yeah, not uh, yet, at least. Yeah, I mean, not... I, I, wish I, I wish she would have gotten a cha- an elimination where she was able to show her true ability a little bit more, yeah. right? Like, you could tell this that she's just kind of hard to see what happens. That was my one of my biggest complaints with this elimination is you could it was kind of tough to tell what was going on because you couldn't tell which direction everyone was trying to go you couldn't tell yeah. like how they were supposed to push them off. Um, I feel like in theory, it sounds good because it's one of those. Th- there's not a lot of luck involved. Very like small amount of luck. Yeah. You're either stronger than the other pair or you're not. I that could have saw because the thing is even with this one compared to like the ones in the sand or like the the CT Johnny Tyler one I feel like even those you can use a little bit more tactics of like trying to get under the person this one I feel like it's so much harder to if it's not if yeah. it's not if you're seat, seated down already and you're sitting like that I think it just becomes full force for sure um one thing I noticed changing the subject the cast had more fun in this one episode than in total madness and double agents combined. Yeah. They True or false. To be having a good time. I don't yeah. know about combined, but they, they were enjoying themselves. That was the one of the things that we both agreed on in our, uh, was that a Patreon episode? Yeah, that was the one, one of the, was things this one of the ones on, where my connection didn't work. That was correct. where you so, got kicked out of the building. Yes. The last okay. episode that we did, uh, Rob was on momentarily until he got kicked off. And you want to know if you want to know why he got kicked off, go subscribe on Patreon and you can listen. Uh, uh, it's more complicated than I feel like it's been portrayed. But Trace and I talked about what we want to see out of this season. Some of the, the, the biggest things that we want to see out of it. 
And one of them was that we want to see the cast have fun and enjoy themselves. Um, and to this point, we've seen it, and hopefully that continues through. Yeah. You know Michelle couldn't pass up picking Devin at the end when she saw him come out with the birthday cake and the purple suit and the whatever he else he was wearing. What do you think Devin's strategy was when he raised his hand and trying, tried to encourage Michelle to pick him? I think he didn't think she'd be a bad partner. I think they'll actually. I think the thing about having them as a pair is with missions, you really need to specialize in a certain skill set. And since they're both pretty good at puzzles and like mental type games, and then they both have that type of awareness, I think they have a good shot in those missions. I don't know. Um, And here's the thing: you want someone that's good at the opposite of what you're good at, though. And so that's the only. If you're trying to win missions, I would just. If you're trying to win missions, I think you just want to specialize in one thing for eliminations. Yeah, then you want to split it apart. But Pretty see, here's it. the thing, and this is why I think it's a good pick, actually, is Rob's right. Like, if they're paired together, there's not too many missions where it's all physical. There's usually some type of strategy or puzzle component or memorize something in the midst of the physicality. And so, since they don't have to go into elimination together... Why not pick somebody who might potentially go home quickly because you might get a few advantageous places in the game before she goes home. And she gets, she gives him a few connections. I think she's better than Tracy. Like I think she certainly has more oh, experience definitely. seemingly in a competition show than Tracy does. I mean, I mean, I think that was one of the the main reasons why he wanted yeah. to go with her. Because at this point, all he cares about is performance in the missions, right? Because, well, yeah. it, it does, I guess, to an extent, jeopardize him a little bit to go into an elimination, but not at this point, right? There's still a lot of meat left on the bone. Um, I think, and I think again, I think he'd rather be with her. I think even in a physical elimination, he'd rather be with Michelle than Tracy. I thought she did well, all things considered in that elimination. Yeah, this is definitely like, I think from her end, it's more interesting. Do you think that was a good pick for her? No, Uh, let's get into that. That was actually the next thing that I wanted to bring up. Let's let's talk about Michelle's decision to pick uh, Devin and Corey L's decision to pick Tori. So as far as Michelle goes, out of the available people that she could have picked, no, I don't think that was a good pick. What would you have done? Uh, Nelson, um, Fessy, Corey. I think uh, it's with Nelson. There's a, there's a loyalty with Nelson that I actually think is actually pretty valuable in that situation where we know Devin's going to kick whomever to the, like he, he tried to get Tori eliminated last season when they were all paired together. Whereas Nelson, I feel like if you go up to Nelson and you talk to him in a certain way, like you, you know, he's going to die for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I think Nelson would have been my play too. I don't think Devin's that bad. I just, because I think the hope is though that he has a lot of connections on this season and then that'll be able to keep them around a little bit longer. Which he should, Um, because he's, I don't know that they're like super close, but they've worked together before Kyle and Devin. You've got yeah. Devin hooked into the big brother Alliance. You, I mean, Devin's never he's already had the one like three too. So he's yeah. good friends with Nelson and Amanda. Yeah. So like, I feel like Devin's in a good spot and I think this is yeah. a good place to transition to an idea I had for this. Um, who do you think is the rookie that's in the best position right now? And what rookie is in the worst position? And then we'll do the vets. Uh, I think Emmanuel was probably in the best spot. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Just like thinking. Ironically enough, you're going to laugh at me. I think Gabo, the clueless one, is in the best position based on the way the format is structured. 
because he's so clueless and self-deprecating about his popcorn muscles and all that stuff, if I'm a vet, I want to save him for when the vets have to start throwing each other in. Because that's so, going to have to happen at some point. Know. They're going to run Nani out of rookies. Is pushing him out, I think Nani's pushing him out the door at first chance. Is it get. is it possible that Gabo was playing the Kaiser Soze strategy? He Why could. would he lie to us then? Uh, he's got to stay in character. He wants the big reveal. Yeah, he wants it. He's pulling the <laughs> he wants the big reveal. Well. I, sh- yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't like, think he I, is. I, I would bet. I would bet against that. Dude, someone okay. has. Someone has to do that on Survivor of the Challenge at some point. Someone has to do it. Like uh, no Just, one's ever, t- no one's ever even attempted it. Mm-hmm. People tried to play themselves down physically before. No, I'm talking about like, like full like commitment, like pretending like you're another person. Like like put on an accent like in your on yeah, TV. Like, yeah, Dabo all of a sudden comes out like a uh, like business executive from New York. You know what I mean? Completely different. Person. He's a wall- he, he's secretly working for J.P. Morgan. Yeah, making like five million dollars a year. Yeah, and, he, and this is like his true passion is to be on the challenge. To be on the challenge. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think yeah. he's getting. I think he's definitely like once these double rookie and even with the double rookie pairs still around. If they just need some somebody to go, and I think Nani will happily oblige for her partner to be shipped out the door. Sure. I just think as a veteran well, male, she's, she's I want him around long. I want Mel. I, I want him to stick around. Priscilla's in an excellent spot because one, I think she's like by all appearances, she'll be pretty good physically, and she's partners with Nelson. I think they're. She seemed crazy intelligent too when I did the background on her. Okay, I like that. So that's a good um, one. Who's in the bad spot on the rookies? Is it Michelle? <laughs> no, I think she's. Oh, I think she's better now with Devin. Nah, eh. I don't know. I, I think this the Emmy Corey L pairing is in a lot of trouble. But they're not paired with each other anymore, are they? No, excuse me. Um, the Kells Emmy pairing is in a lot of trouble. I know Kells seems great physically, but I think that could also be a problem for him. Yeah, oddly enough, Emmy seems like she's the one probably the most on the ropes. Uh, yeah, which makes no sense, right? Why? I don't even get her. I, well, no, no, no. I mean, so from this perspective, why does she decide that she wants to spill all the beans against? Yeah, I don't get that. I think that's a terrible move. And she's acting like she, she, she's the champion of the episode. Like, what is she doing? I mean, she made she got on TV a lot, but I, I think it's a terrible long term move. I think if you, if you, I just don't think she realizes how much the veterans are together. And look, with hindsight, we can probably see that more than we would if we were in the house. But. Yeah. Uh, I, I, if I was her, I, I don't. I'm not trying to push another double rookie team under the bus because we saw she almost got thrown in with them. Like if Logan's yeah. not Anise's partner, they're probably going in. All right, so let's talk about the. What about the Corey, vets? Who's in the best no, 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 no. spot hold, for the vets? No, hold on. Let's talk about let's talk about Coriel's decision first. His decision to pick okay. Tori. Trace, what do I you think, think that's, of that? I think that's good. It's a great decision. It's a great decision. Would it have been the decision you would have made, though? I don't think it's a bad decision. I think it's a good decision, but could there have been a best decision? So the, the thing I have to balance here is who's going to be loyal to me and who has connections, and then also who I can win missions with. Those are the three things that I'm really looking yep. for. Mm-hmm. I think Tori either... is going to... I think Tori's going to be a little bit more loyal to her partner than Ashley or Amanda. I actually think Ashley and Amanda have other 
Like they're going to be more sort of the, the the way they play the game is they're going to push themselves in their lines for whereas Tori I think is more willing to move be a bit more fluid with that. I think they have a pretty yeah. good shot at winning missions if there's something strength based. I think they might actually be the favorite in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, he has and enough connections I think to fly by. Yeah, I think Tori's a great choice. Like it's a great choice. I think the best choice is Casey. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad either. Because he the can, Big Brother Alliance is kind of, they're sticking together. They ain't breaking. Yep. Those three ain't breaking. Then you got Devin, which might get you Kyle. And then Casey is by far the best all-around female. Is she the best physical female? Maybe not. Is she the best mental female? Maybe not. But she's a solid B-plus in both of those. And so I would rather have someone who's more well-rounded and loyal than someone who maybe is a great physical competitor, but is a complete train wreck on puzzles and ruining the strategies. They won't shut up and stuff like that. Casey's definitely going to be better in fantasy this season with just because of the fact that she's single and Nani's on the season as well. Like they're going to get a ton of air time. I, I think probably, but we have seen sometimes if there is just kind of a stable couple, they'll just have like one or two scenes of being a couple, and that's kind of it. Like, with Cara and Polly, they actually didn't score. They scored fine just themselves, but they didn't show them, like, as a couple that much because they were just... The problem, the couple. difference, though, is is that Nani, already... tends, Nani tends to be a hot mess at times. And so, like, she will do things like throw noodles at people, you know? <laughs> so She'll get them in drama. There's an opportunity for drama between the two of them, even if they are completely stable. It looks like Ashley is going to be just fire and brimstone. If the, I mean, she always is. Outside of War of the Worlds too, really. If the uh, the preview has anything to say about this. I know some, we're, we're not going to talk about the previews just because we know that some people intentionally try and stay away from those. So from yeah. here on out, we'll just be cognizant of that yeah. as we talk. Uh, like, we may say, we, say things like I just said, uh, but we're not going to mm-hmm. like state them explicitly. You think you- do you think it was interesting how much time they gave to the Nelson Fessy feud in this episode with how many stuff, how much stuff happened? I mean, I didn't think they gave more than I thought they should. I didn't think that okay. they did it a crazy amount. Um, I think they like they have to bring it up because it's going to continue to come up. I think this is, this is going to be one of the one of the more present narratives throughout this season. Yeah, and the fact that it was a very contentious conversation that came directly out of the previous season. Like if it was a long, a, a longer break between this incident and this conversation, they might not spend as much time on it, but because it just happened on the last season and it like Nelson was fired the fuck up. Like he was, he was, yeah. he was very yeah. emotional about this situation. And we had talked about this last episode too, about Nelson's approach and what, um, what we thought about it. Um, I think Nelson trying to put on a facade isn't is like just not a good long term plan, which mm-hmm. is outside of his abilities. Yeah, it's like, just not he's, like he's, it's he's just not, like who he is. not capable of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe like he's not. He's not <laughs> on, on invasion. He like dupes Shane and Corey in that one elimination. He dupes Corey. He <laughs> dupes Shane too. Well, he dupes Shane and Corey. And that's he does. Like, he gets in a so pool with him. Name what other. The difference, though, is he was a. Has done anything approaching that level. Um, and while you think Trace, go ahead, continue with what you were going to say. I was about to say, though, Nelson was an unknown entity for both of them 
in that season. You know what I mean? Like Nelson well, Corey was Nelson on, had hung out. Yeah, but like on the show in terms of playing the game, like, you know, they he was an unknown entity and now you kind of know that like okay, when push comes to shove, he's he's going to go, but then you also have to factor in that Nelson and Corey act like brothers now whereas they were still just getting to know each other back then. So it's like, ah, if this doesn't if he gets mad at me, yeah, okay. I don't think he would do that to Corey now. I'm just saying we've seen we've seen him pull some Machiavellian tactics before. Maybe maybe he's got it in his back pocket still. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. All right. What else do we want to talk about? Uh, what vets in the best spot? What vets in the worst spot? I think they're all sitting pretty good. Right? I guess yeah. Big T might be in the worst spot, like just because she's with the Survivor alum. Because you guys were. You guys were talking about how the rookies like came prepared and were ready to play. They're in complete disarray right now. That's what, what I was told. Chance. That's what, what I was told uh, on the. Previews. I think the I think a lot of rookies when compared to past rookies. Okay, like let's throw this. You, you we you can't take a rookie and say they came to play and expect them to perform like a veteran. However, compared to other rookie classes, there are several rookies that showed up knowing a little bit about the show and knowing enough that they're going to, they're going to hang around at least a little bit. Whereas some like of these rookies none who know each other, mm-hmm. which I think is a problem. So, you know, who's yeah. someone now that I'm just looking at the people on the cast, someone who got a shockingly amount of low airtime this episode for his standards. Um, CT. CT. Kyle. Yeah. Josh. Josh was almost invisible. This well, oh, Josh I, was now, invisible. Well, so what I was saying is that Lauren wasn't on the episode at all, his partner. So this could be COVID-related. Yeah, I think there could be a situation there. Like, I don't even remember them being pictured, her, it being pictured that she, like, broke him apart. Yeah. I, I just got that they were partners through the process of elimination, really. I, that could be wrong. Who knows? Um, although, it's so interesting. When I was thinking about the vet that's in the worst spot right now, Ironically enough, I think it might be CT right now. Like I can see Kyle, CT. Why is Kyle going to trust CT? He's not. Why, why is anybody, anybody going to trust him? I don't and know. He's just so got the biggest pedigree and there's none of his like he just won the last season. He's just I so mean, like of a different breed than everybody he, else. He of all people on the veteran side should be trying to champion the rookie alliance, right? He should be the West, <laughs> he, he, right? He, he should yeah. be you know, like he uh, should re- he should re inhabit the role he had in World of the Worlds too, where he was like the the Papa the Papa the Don UK team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that his best play though is if he can last until it's all veterans left. They ain't throwing him into elimination because nobody wants to go against him. So oh, the only do, way like, you don't want to go against him in a final though. Yeah, you don't exactly. Have to go, but you don't but have there's to go gonna be him if you put him in. And that's the thing is I think we're in a situation where you might see them try to figure out who the strongest rookie is and throw CT in against him. Like, I think I don't that think is me that calculated with it. I think that there'll come a point where the winning team is like, we don't want to face CT in the final. We're, we're going to just vote him in once there's just not yeah. as many rookies to pick off. Is this a season where we maybe get like a big elimination between like a CT and a Nelson then? Uh, maybe. Uh, I, I just think Nelson's going to be kind of in a pole position here. Yeah, so is it become something where maybe you see uh, you don't think so? 
he's the one that's literally being anti antagonistic against the Big Brother Alliance, and I think the Big Brother Alliance will still continue to be in control. I, I'm still a fade like, on Fessy. I think in the Nelson Fessy feud, Nelson's winning that feud this time around. <laughs> why? Why would you think that? I think he has, he has more, more connections. Friends. And I think he has more of a positive. Uh, All right, so yeah. he Fessy essentially has those four people in the bag, like they're in his back pocket. Who he he has Casey, Josh, Devin. Um, I think Devin's picking Nelson over Fessy. I don't know, dude. Same already the one season. He didn't like Fessy at all last season. You can see Amanda, he's a big part alliance now. He's Amanda's Amanda. picking Nelson over Fessy. I don't know, dude. Like, I, like I'm just not worried about They've it. They've worked like, together multiple times. Of course they I, are. I, I think, you know, I, do you want to make this bet? Let's have this be our first person. I, I think Nelson makes it farther than Fessy does. I think he places higher. Okay, I'll bet on this. There we go. That's what I like to hear. All right, what's the is it our I don't, I don't standard ten dollar bet? Five I kind of want to do more. What standard ten dollar bet? No, I, I'm it's got to be at least ten. Well, five dollars. What are we? I doing? think there's a lower probability here. Like, I don't think this is like I don't oh, think this is like ninety percent chance that uh, Fessy is going to make it. Well, further, what do you think the percent the chance then? I don't know. Somewhere like in the fifties. Like I'm not like. Like, don't like, let's not play this off like I'm like super confident about this. Like, I think that there's an edge there for Fessy. Well, you, you did seem so much surprised when I had said that, said that I thought Nelson was in a better spot than Fessy was. It's just Nelson has like, like name the amount of times that Nelson has been completely in control of the game. Um, invasion. That's essentially what you're saying is going to happen right here. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to be like Sun Tzu, like moving chess pieces around and stuff. He's I just so think he's got a lot of friends who are going to be in power. Amanda and Ashley can do the game planning. He's in, just in, there. In the same way that Nelson is not capable of being in control of his emotions and not showing Fessy that he's upset with him, he's not control of being in control of the game and being a strategic mastermind. I'm not he's saying not. he's going to be a strategic mastermind. He can be like the like Ashley and Amanda will do the plotting and Devin, and then Nelson's just there. He just hangs. All right, what else? The, the image in my head of Nelson in a Sun Tzu, like ancient Chinese outfit, moving Chinese, uh, like yeah, chess pieces around Zora. made me laugh. That just really made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I have all, um, all my chips in the Nelson bucket for this season. That, that's my big play. Man, all I right. feel That's a fair bet. That. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm going um, all in on, on something, I don't know if that's what I would go all in on. Well, who are you going all in on then? Amanda. You think it's like, Amanda's season? Yeah, like who? If you had to pick between the two of those, who would you pick? I think I'd still lean Nelson, but I do oh, think Amanda's in a very good crazy. position. Oh. And let's. This will transition. I'm leaning to Nelson. Our- I'm leaning Nelson because I think there's a. Even though Amanda's in an amazing spot. I think there is a higher chance of Amanda somehow going into an elimination versus Nelson. But I think Amanda. I, think, could... I really think being in a double F team, especially being the only double F team, really is not like an outstanding position. Just because if by by chance a rookie, yeah, the rookies can get it together for one vote or something, and a few straight votes come their way, then they're in trouble. I agree. I just well, they better the get it together quick. Yeah, that's I just the think thing. The probability that the, the rookies can get it together is super low. It, it is yeah. very low. It, right, because here's not... the thing. If we go two more episodes and the rookies still haven't quite got it together, at that point the numbers are even, and they're they're out, they're out to lunch at that point. So if they don't get it together the next episode, it ain't happening. All right, let's let that transition to, into power rankings. 
for this season for the first episode. We're going to do this again Ooh. as much as we hate doing it. Uh, I love doing it. I, I so, love doing Bob, it. It's just it gets hard at times. Um, Who would I'll like have, to kick us off? I can, I can start. Go. I'll have Nelson 1, Corey 2, Devin 3 for the Nelson. Men. Corey, Corey Wharton L. or Corey L? Corey Wharton. Corey, L. Corey Wharton. Corey L. Okay. Yeah. For the women. To be clear to people, this is our winner rankings, yes? Correct. Yes. Power rankings. Okay. So we're projecting who was going to win. Not necessarily like, all right, Corey L had a great week this week. He's going to be on the yes. right. This is power rankings for who we think is going to win based on this episode so far. Women, I'll go Tori 1. Uh, I just had her as my preseason pick, and I didn't say anything to change it this time around. I mean, I feel like I saw a little bit to maybe not go against that. I mean, what? I feel like any any attention at this point is not good attention. I don't think so. I think being on TV because, isn't, a word, isn't a bad thing. Because I kind of think it's one of those things that it's like once your name's put out there, it makes it easier for people to put that name out there again. Like I, Her name was only put out there because that she was mentioned as a strong competitor. She was picked as a strong competitor. Yeah, I know. That's Michaela, not good. <laughs> I don't know if that's not good. I think that's fine. All right. Go ahead. So I'll take – yeah, I've got – I'll go her one – the three that I'm between are Amanda, Ashley, and Nani. Um, okay. I'll go Amanda two, Nani three for right now. Ashley just being with Huey. The, the, they just did not put much promise uh, for for this episode. Although I, I do think she can be in a very good position going forward. Trace. Hmm. All right, uh, men. Based on what we've seen so far, I do have to go Nelson one. I'm going to go uh, just not that many vet guys that I'm crazy about. I, I guess I'm going to go Nelson. I'm going to go Corey Wharton and I'm going to go CT just because it's CT. I, hey, I don't feel your number one pick already. I'm not off of it. It's just based on what we saw this episode. I don't, there's just a level of confidence that I need to gain for where we are. Uh, for the women, it's a little easier. I would go Tori, Amanda, Casey. And then overall, I think you have to go Nelson, Tori, Amanda. Are we doing overall this year? We can do, yeah, we can do overall. I, I was going to have the same one as him, actually. All right. This is not usual for us. Usually he's off on his own. So what do you want to do overall? Stuff. Say it one more time. Oh, Nelson, Tori, uh, Amanda. Yeah, both of us went Nelson, Tori, Amanda. We should have written these down, and then I have, or I should have written them down. They're in the same spreadsheet. I know, but he just took he took like my whole thing because he just replaced CT <laughs> with Devin. Okay. And who who was your who was your third, third one was Casey, right? Not Nani. Yeah. So I will go with. I mean, I don't think we're not really like far apart on any of this. Really? Um, no. Like, I think I'm going to go. For the women, because I'm the only gentleman on this podcast, and all the women go first. Uh, I would go with Amanda one, um, Ashley two, Casey three, and then I will go with. I don't feel good about any of the guys, to be honest. Like, don't you feel Mm-mm. before I, before I get my answers here? Don't you think I, the I guys feel, are? I feel good about mine. Don't you think that there's? Like I don't a more feel even, strongly. Don't you feel like there's a more even split for the men than there is for the women? In terms of competitive ability, position, or just everything? Probability to win. 
no, I feel good about it. I feel, I feel like it's wide greater, open. I feel like there's a greater standard deviation between the pro- for the probability for each of the women to win than there is for the men. I actually would go the other way. I, I just I feel very good about Nelson one, Corey two, and then Devin. Um, and then below, like if I had extended below them, I'd actually be a little bit uh, sketchier on it. Like I'd probably be looking at like Kyle CT. Uh, maybe a rookie, but I, it's like a manual. Um, I, after them, I would actually wouldn't feel great about it. I wish we would have more than like zero amount of time to think about this before we get on. Or at least for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're the West Coaster, so. I would like, I mean... I guess I kind of want to put Corey number one, but I feel terrible about that. Wow, um, Corey, he's come around. Like, we've talked about this from all from all the episodes that we did before. There's no like really like standout guys here besides CT. Like he's it. Like there's no one else. There's no like blue chip oh, talent. Then on pick him. Then pick him. For everyone uh, listening to this now, if you want to go back, we did cast previews of people uh, previously. We did one for the men, returning men, or, or we did one for the rookie women, one for the rookie women, and then one for all the returnees. Some of those are Patreon episodes, some are not. If you're interested in finding out more about these people, go back and listen to those. Um, and that was one of the main things that we discussed for the returning players. Uh, all right, fuck. I'm going to go Corey one. Wow, this is so... Nelson 3. This is stunning. So off of CT and then having uh, Fessy only... I thought you would try Fessy 1. You know, I I actually have a solid reason why I don't want... I I think Fessy is out this season, and I don't think it's because of a political situation. Um, Somebody on the board, I don't know how to pronounce his screen name, but I interact with him a lot. It's like Madong, maybe. I don't know. I can't Uh, remember how to, I don't know how to pronounce it. Very present in Discord. A very very sharp viewer of the show. Very good viewer. Really love interacting with this person. Um, He mentioned he was interested to see how Fessy would perform because the season is taking place during Ramadan, which means Mm -hmm. Fessy cannot have a sip of water or a bite of food from sunup to sundown. And they even made a point of that in the preview episode earlier this week where he was putting food on plates and putting it in the refrigerator so he could eat after the sun went down. If he's in the middle of a physical daily mission and the, the, I mean, he's going to be weak because he's only going to really be eating, you know, maybe one meal a day. If he gets put in elimination, like his energy level is going to drop through this season. So I just think he's in a bad spot just from a physical perspective due to his religious uh, belief. And I applaud him for coming on the show and sticking to it. I mean, I don't know a lot of people that would do that. And so like I give him all the props in the world. I think he's, it's just going to be really hard for him. So, so it is definitely tough. Um, I do know like Hakeem Olajuwon, for example, and a bunch of other like professional athletes have had similar situations occur. Um, and it's something too. I think your body adapts to it after a while of having doing oh. it for years over years. I, yeah, it, it, it it is a credit to him that he's he's pushing through it like that, though. So mm-hmm. Rob, we and for everyone listening, Rob and I did a betting podcast where we came up with props for the season. 
um, we went through a bunch of different categories, and one of them was uh, most likely to win the season. Who were our picks? Do you recall? So we will both said CT would be the obvious favorite if you're setting lines, and then Fessy would be two. I said on that show I thought CT, one of Nelson or Corey would win, though, for the men. That's who I would have picked. Who did I say? Do you remember? You said you would have bet on Fessy at that point. That's just why I mentioned it. Okay. Yeah, because you you said coming down from CT, I don't remember picking CT to win. I think CT's in a terrible position. No, I, I just meant CT is like the, the public favorite. Like he oh, would be the yeah, one that's a, yeah. The yeah, betting line. If you're putting the betting show, betting we're talking line. about the sports book odds. Yeah, like, the sports book like odds would put we, CT we, as the favorite. If if we were uh, the sports book right now and we put out that line, I mean, like we'd be like licking our chops. We're ready to retire right now on all the people that bet <laughs> CT to win. It's just like when LeBron went to the Lakers and everybody was betting them to win the title. They missed the playoffs. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I honestly might go all all of the women for my top three over the men. Um, I'm surprised by that. Like you really like. So do you think there's a much better chance of a rookie male winning than a rookie female? Yeah, for sure. You completely, okay. yes, yeah. completely. Dude, like those women seem like they're in complete control because I even think it goes four deep. I think so. It, right now, I have Amanda, Ashley, Casey. I would put Nani right behind them too. I think they're in a mm-hmm. strong. Position. You're not as an Antoria as Trace and I. No. Okay. No, that's like she doesn't hmm. see she doesn't her and Anissa don't seem as cemented in in that alliance as a lot of the other people do. Don't you agree? The, they're not, and they won't be as in on that alliance as as especially Amanda and Ashley are. Although I'd be curious once I guess Amanda and Ashley would probably go with Nani and Casey versus um, Tori and Anissa. Yes. Yeah, totally. but I, I think we've just got so much road to get down before we get there, though. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go. Amanda, definitely Ashley. Yeah, I'm going to go all three women. Amanda, Ashley, Casey. Okay. All right. So to recap, no, we're not going to recap. <laughs> I think so, we're so good. Do it again if you want to listen to I think, I I think they can rewind, rewind it. Yeah, rewind two and a half minutes if you want to recap. I mean, if we weren't. If, we're if an we hour and ten minutes in. It's 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 We're good. <laughs> What else do we want to talk about? I mean, at this point, we've talked more about the episode than there was actual runtime for the episode. That's not that's not unusual for us, to be fair. No, I would say that's yeah, typical. I would just... It's very typical. I think to close, I just think it was a very solid first episode. There was nothing I was, like, super excited about other than it looked like the cast was having fun, which is a good precursor for the season. And there was nothing that I hated. So, like, it's a solid B-plus start to the season. It gives me hope. And I'm excited to see next week's episode when I could not say that many weeks last season for double agents. I am excited to see what happens next Wednesday based on what we saw tonight. I agree. Yeah. I'm very curious to see more of the internationals kind of interact. I feel like they are more in the background, this episode, with the exception of Emmy. Um, So I'm curious once we get more of an interplay there, how how that looks, but yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with this one and excited to see what happens going forward. All right. So for the, the next episode this week, the second episode, the patron-only episode, which, again, you can subscribe to our Patreon page at thechallengechronicles.com for $4 a month, and you will have access to this episode. We also leave a link in the description of the show below for you to go to go and subscribe there. We, will, we want some feedback on what the patrons want. We will put a poll up for you to vote on. We're torn between doing more content related to season, season 37 or... One of the other tentative episode ideas was that we would continue our best episode ever series and do 
an episode on Benedict Laurel from War of the Worlds 2. This would be the second episode in our Best Episode Ever series. If you want to if you want to listen to the first episode of that series, become a patron. You can listen to that. It was on Rookie Moves from Gauntlet 2. Very strong episode. Incredible episode. We, we don't know how many of these episodes that we'll do, but that that's pretty much what we're in between. More Season 37 content or that Best Episode Ever. Uh Benedict Laurel also includes a yeah, list that ends up going disastrously. So we we won't even. So what we will do is the survey that we will put up won't even necessarily be between those two episodes. We just want a more general idea of what people want for these extra episodes. Do we want more season thirty seven content? Do we want more just random ideas that we can come up with? And everyone that's been a patron to this point has a pretty good idea of what we can come up with. Um, and if you have strong feelings about it. Message us in Discord. Let us know what you think. We're like we're open books. We're like we're we're open for feedback. Um, so with that, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys oh. soon. Oh, hey. go ahead. Hey, before you sign off, did you do our patron shoutouts? Yes. How could you? Yeah, he that? did. Okay, I must have spaced out, or I've had too many uh, you, daddy waters. How could you forget King Louis and Nika Guatu, Trace? I to be fair, we you didn't record this twice. twice. We did. I got confused. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. It's my bad. I ruined the sign off. We'll we'll close now. We you got a double shout out, both of you. Good times. All right. Thank you for everyone and we'll talk to you again towards the end of this week. Bye.